thought God gives us choice and based on choices that we make, you either are going to inherit the blessing or inherit the curse. There's consequences, right? But no matter what, God is faithful that he alone will work it all out. I was talking about lemonade. How many of you know if you could put the lemons in there, you could put the lemons in the water, you could pour the sugar in there, but without a stir, it won't taste right. Only God can stir this thing up. our part and let God do his part. I'm really happy today and um, there's a word from the Lord and God told me to teach on unity. You remember our theme scripture of last month? We were talking about glory, but anybody remember the scripture? Jesus said what? We were reciting it every week. Jesus said, the glory you given me, I have given them. This is what Jesus said, right? And then he said, so that they might be one just as you and I are one. Isn't that, was that right? Yeah. And so he talks about his glory leading us to a oneness, and the oneness is unity. Therefore, we're going to talk about unity all month long. There will not be a benediction this month. We will not have a prayer of benediction. We will pray because, because I believe that God is going to unify his church in such a way that, listen, all his glory is going to be released. Only, only for us to begin to walk as he has called us to walk. After this month of unity, he told me to teach on kingdom living, which means the kingdom's going to break forth as the unity happens. Isn't that good? All we got to do is come together and he'll do the rest. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He's going to use us to make earth look like heaven. Y'all ready for this? I wanted to give you a prelude. Um, Our theme scripture this month is coming from Psalms 133. Let's read it together. Behold. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Okay, the word behold means look. Let's read one more time. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Mm -hmm. It says how good. And how pleasant. How many of you like good? How many of you like pleasant? If we all like good and we all like pleasant, then we ought to break down every wall that's tried to com- look, stop us from coming together in unity. Because when we do, it becomes good and pleasant. Amen? Tell your neighbor, don't let nothing stop you. All right, <clears throat> turn to um, Ephesians chapter number four. 
Ephesians chapter 4. When you have found it, they're also putting it on the wall if you don't have your Bible. Bible with you. If you have a phone with the Bible, use your phone, use whatever you got to get this word. <clears throat> Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this divine opportunity that we may feast at your table. We know, Lord, that the grass will wither, the flowers will fade, but your word is eternal. So come feed us with your eternal word. Transform us with your word. Unite us with your word. Through it all, God, we promise to give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. We declare that we need you. Stir us up on the inside. Help us, Lord, to hunger for your righteousness that we may be filled. And, Father, as I stand here, I ask that you would consecrate me and keep me humbled and submitted. I submit my all to you, God, that I may only be used as a vessel. Have your way with me, God, that the people may hear from you and that we would become more like you through your word. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Verse, beginning with verse number one of chapter four. You ready? Let's go. I, therefore, this is Paul talking. He says, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. Paul says, I'm in chains with God. And now I'm asking you to walk this thing out as God has called you. He said, walk worthy. Then he says, with all lowliness, so he's identifying how to walk. With all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, or patience, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body, say one, and one spirit, say one, just as you were called in one hope of your calling and one Lord and one faith and one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. Hallelujah. Somebody shout all. But to each one of us, grace 
was giving according to the measure of Christ's gifts. Each one of us was given grace according to the measure of Christ's gifts. Not your gifts. Christ's gifts. Therefore, he said, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts. He said, there is one body, one spirit, just as you were called into one hope of your calling. But I really want you to go back to verse number one. It says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling of with which you were called. And I want you to meditate on this thought as the word comes forth, walk right. Tell your neighbor, walk right. Mm -hmm. Now talk to yourself, walk right. Now, now, now if you could just be honest for a minute, and if you need a little help, just yell out, help, Lord. Help, Lord. Mm -hmm. All right, you may be seated. Amen. As we <clears throat> begin to look at Paul encouraging us today. He does not speak to our mouth. He does not speak through our thought capacity. He speaks to our walk and he, he, he begins off his teaching. He's talking to the mature church. And basically, he puts himself out there and talks about himself as being a prisoner. He, he calls himself being locked up in Jesus, that, that he does not want to escape. Uh, how many of you don't mind being locked up with Jesus? He, 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 he says, because, because, amen, because I am locked up with Jesus, I'm writing, I'm writing to the church to let them know about this oneness. And as we were studying last month that we have this glory inside of us because Jesus gave it to us so that we can become one. Thereby, God is a God that is forever increasing. So then God continues to add, the Bible says he adds to the church daily. He took you and gave you his spirit. He added to you so that now you have the perfected spirit of God in you. He is increasing you. And because you have the perfected spirit of God in you, that spirit of God is manifesting Every time you hear the word of God, it's manifesting because it is feeding off of the word. 
whether you get it or not, it is getting you. The word is awesome. It's bad all by itself. It will travel past your crazy way of thinking. Get deep down in your heart and take root and begin to manifest because the word has purpose. It is being sent. Word is spirit being sent to spirit, and it does not need the flesh permission to get pie to feed the spirit. Therefore, therefore, Paul is writing to us to let us know that God has designed a purpose and God is going to work out that purpose through us. And he's saying, so walk worthy. Then he gives us instructions. But because God is a God of increase, you have to know God adds. If God is adding to the church, what is the enemy up to? See, one thing about fighting in a war, you have to understand your enemy. And if you understand how your enemy fights, then you could set up to defeat your enemy. And see, the enemy will battle you in your mind because God has allowed him that area because he cannot battle your spirit because your spirit whoops him every time. And the reason why we get defeated is because we allow our minds to take on the thoughts. And, and so we have to understand that God is spirit. I'm going to break down a few scriptures in a minute, but God is spirit. And so it is his spirit that he has placed inside of us. So we have a spirit man that's dominating. And there's times when we want to dominate that spirit with our way of thinking. And the spirit will never be dominated, but will will allow you to go up and act crazy and do some stuff so that you will come back and say, I give. Because the spirit is the police. That's why the, I don't need to police nobody. Spirit going to get you. God has given us his spirit. He says his spirit will convict a man. And so, and so understanding this war that we're in, Paul's telling us to walk right because when we walk right, we are walking in authority. And there's reasons for authority. So we understand that if God is increasing us, the enemy is trying to decrease us. So if God is adding, and God is so awesome in his arithmetic, that don't try to figure him out. Because, listen... The Bible says, it's, it, listen, the Bible says different math than what we say. In the spirit realm, one plus one in the natural is two. And, and all the mathematicians in here, y'all got that, right? Everybody was good at math, got that one. <laughs> one plus one is two. But in the spirit, according to Jesus, one, where there's two or more gathered, that's one plus another one. He said, you can ask anything. So in the spirit realm, one plus one can equal anything. Oh, goodness. See, if, look, because a lot of times we look in the natural and think if we got this and we got that, it adds up to this and that. The Bible says with this and that and God touch it, it could change to anything. And so we have to understand that we can't get so focused on this 
or that that is happening because if God gets in it, anything could happen. Oh, goodness. And so if you, and listen, wait a minute, if you, if God gets in it, anything could happen, then my question becomes, why don't you just let God in it then? And, and so, and so, so God not only does math to increase, but because he's adding, it switches in the spirit realm to multiplication because it becomes whatever he wants it to be. And so the enemy is trying to decrease. So what he uses for decrease, y'all, all y'all mathematicians in here, you got math, you got multiplication, now you get to division. Now, when you write out a problem in math and you put a plus sign, it's an increase. When you put a division sign, it's a decrease. So the enemy's, listen, the enemy is going to try to divide God's people because he's trying to decrease the power of God that worketh through the spirit. And so if you allow him to be effective, you are decreasing the power and the character of God in your life. But God is calling you to unification because when you come together, you increase the power of God through the spirit of God. Because when our spirits come together, it bypasses the flesh. Bypass flesh? What are you talking about, preacher? Well, let me help you. One of the things that need to happen in the church is we need to put our flesh to the side. Because the the, the Bible teaches, Paul said, this war is not against flesh and blood, but we make it about flesh and blood. But it's against principalities. And so, listen, listen, if it got to that flesh, just thank God that it didn't get to yours. And so then, so then we never began to argue and fight one another over fleshly stuff. Because you have the power to change whatever is happening based on the spirit, depending on how you walk, worthy of the calling. That's why I'm telling you to walk right. So, 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 so walking right changes everything. Your walk can change everything that's going on in your life. And he said, well, I've been walking, but it's not changing. Well, your walk ain't right. Because you're not walking like you're believing God. You're walking like you're believing you. You, As a matter of fact, you're walking, talking about a problem instead of talking about a solution to the problem. Do you understand that you could walk in as a king because you believe that you are the king's kid? And because you believe that you're the king's kid and the king has given us dominion over the earth, anything going on over the earth, if you walk right, you could change it. Because every principality is scared of the Christ that dwells in you. And so the enemy is trying to divide you and keep you focused on what's happening in the flesh instead of focusing on what's happening in the spirit. Listen, the spirit has beat the flesh up a long time ago. As a matter of fact, the the flesh has an appointed time to die. How about that? How about that? One day this flesh going to lay down and die. 
and your spirit going to pop up and say, I told you. And so the spirit man is the man that keeps you right. But when you're focusing, no, 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 no. Put, can you put Zechariah 4 and 6 on the board? Because we, we need to understand how much power you have in the spirit. So I say dunamis. You have all power in the spirit that dwells in you. But if we don't operate in the spirit, we cannot release power into the atmosphere. When we release power into the atmosphere, it brings change. So, so Zechariah was having visions, and this prophet was having visions. And, he was, and, and then the angel, he began to ask the angel, what did this mean? And, and he was seeing that the lampstand, which really represents in the temple, they put the lampstand there, and Jesus represents the lampstand in the, in the New Testament reading. And so he's seen the lampstand, he's seen these two trees, and he's seen the olive, and he's seen oil dripping down into the, into the, um, the streams to feed the lamp. And he said, what does all this mean? And the angel of the Lord said, I'm glad you asked. He says, so he answered, this is the word to Zerubbabel. He says, not by might nor by power, but by my, says the Lord. God says, it's not by might, so don't try to do it by might. It's not by power. It's all by my spirit. And when we allow our spirits to lead us, our spirits is the power of God being released because God is spirit. And we try to think everything out, but you can never think your way out of anything. That's why he says there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, because we're going to have to face this thing out. Now, now, I understand he says that he's a prisoner and we must walk worthy. Now, understanding walking, you didn't always walk. As a matter of fact, when you first learned how to walk, you didn't walk right. You remember, you crawled at one time, and then it came a point in time when you had to walk. And, and, and as babies, they get up, and, and we get excited as parents when we see our babies getting ready to walk. That all parents that, that have children crawl, I don't know what it is about us. I call it foolishness. But I couldn't wait for my child to walk. I just want them to walk. When that, look, my children start walking, they start getting into everything. But you know as parents, oh, I want to walk. I want them to walk because we want progress, right? That's what we want to see, we want them to walk. And so, so the baby, they'll get up. And, and they're hearing word, right? And the baby get up and they're standing by the table and, and, and the parents be saying, you can do it. Come on, you can do it. And the little knees be just doing like this. <laughs> and because they, they, they're not stabilized, there's no grace there. And so the, the little knees just be, be wobbling. And, and, and then all of a sudden, they mess around and lift their hands up. And then they look at you and smile. And what, and what do you say? You can do it. Come on. In other words, you become this cheerleader. You are speaking words of encouragement to help a baby transition from one thing 
into another thing. In other words, I'm tired of you crawling on that dirty floor. I'm trying to help you transition. And the first thing you tell them is you can do it. You don't talk about how dirty the floor is, how dirty it made them. You tell them what they can do once they stand on their feet. And that's what we need to do when somebody has fallen, somebody is crawling, and you see them crawling, help them up and tell them you can do it. And the baby, the baby, the baby lets go of what they hold on to. And the baby starts walking like this. <laughs> and, and, and the first thing we do, when the baby starts walking, we run and get close enough. So they know I'm not going to let you fall. Because I don't want you to get dirty. I'm responsible for you. And you put your hands out just to let them know that you're right there for them. And if they begin to fall, you grab them (laughs) so that they don't get intimidated by a fall. But they they get, listen, they get happy because they're in the hands of someone that can hold them. Oh, goodness. Ah. He he teaches us how to walk. And and the baby, the baby will walk. And the baby will walk. And most babies, and and I trip on this one too, most babies, when they start, they get happy because they're moving. And then they go. <laughs> they want to run. And sometimes we want to run when it's not time for you to run because you get so excited because you notice at the end of the text, it talks about the gifts that he gives us. We get so excited about the gifts that we forget about the purpose that he has for us. It's not to demonstrate his gifts. It is that for us to come together so that he can work his gifts out through the whole body coming together. But if we're not together, then his gifts do not take full effect. He says, walk it, walk it right. I remember my my, my mom, I was a kid, and my sister became a teenager. And for whatever reason, she walked with her shoulders like this. And my mama told her, girl, you're going to have to walk with some grace. I said, I remember that. I said, wow, what's grace look like? My mom said, you're going to hold your head up. She said, put a book on top of your head. And she put a book on top of her head. And me, I didn't want to be left out. (laughs) So I put a book on top of my head. Because I wanted to know what it looked like to walk with grace. And so Jesus says he's given us all this grace. 
And if he's giving it to us, we ought to walk with him. And so my, my sister would walk, and, and my mom was teaching her how to walk, and she had her feet pointed in the wrong way. And so she said, no, don't walk like that. You got to walk like this. And then she dropped her head, and the book fell. And she said, no, you got to hold your head up. And that's what I want to tell you. I don't care what happens in your life, what has happened in your life. You got to walk with grace. Hold your head up and know that God is still in control of your life. It's great. Paul says this. He says, by grace, we have been saved through a vehicle called faith. And it's not of ourselves so that no one can boast. Now, Paul is saying this and he's writing to us, telling us to walk worthy of our calling. And Paul himself has no bragging right. He calls himself the least of the least because Paul himself even though he's serving God now he's writing these letters and is speaking to us even at this time Paul was a very educated man that dropped everything once he received Jesus none of his education mattered all the languages he spoke didn't matter anymore the only thing that mattered to him is getting the word of God to people and let them know that there is hope in hopeless situations and God can meet Change anybody. Paul was a a murderer, accessory to it, because he didn't know. Because he thought he knew. And when then he had a meeting with Jesus. That's what we need, just one good meeting. Just one, just somebody said just one. All we need is one good meeting. And so, 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 so the Lord says, the Lord says, he, he's making us to walk right now. In order to walk, first of all, we have to stop talking Jesus and start walking Jesus because there's a big conflict. That's why he writes and to, Zerubba, to Zerubba, he talks about Zerubbabel because Zerubbabel is really the name that means baby Babylon. And we understand what happened at the Tower of Babylon. That's where confusion broke out. Now, you got to know this. The enemy is always going to try to fight you in confusion. That's why if it don't line up with the word of God, then you just don't do it. Because the enemy will confuse you if you entertain him long enough because that is where the battleground is and it will mess with your walk every time. Somebody say choice. So we made a choice that we will serve the Lord. And so Paul writes to us and tell us, well, then, now let's walk. And when we begin to walk, we're going to walk this way so you'll be worthy of the calling. And the first thing he says, he says, walk in lowliness. Don't think you're anything. You, you, you know, we have really... And I'm, and I'm saying we, because as representatives of Christ, sometimes we get it wrong. But I was looking all through the Bible. And, you know, I hear in churches that one office is better than the other office. Titles. But God says he's no respecter of persons. And we have looked at, listen, offices and positions as titles. And then 
we masquerade. I'm not saying they did it on purpose, but sometimes you just get it wrong. And then you get, read why you get it wrong. Then it gets spread, spread wrong because it gets sown into another generation. And where people are diminishing the character of God by trying to highlight themselves. And so they try to get these titles and they want to be worshipped. But the Bible says to worship only God alone. And so the, 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 the church then begins to idol worship people. And God says, look, I love you just like I love that preacher. You don't have to go to that preacher. You can come directly to me. I've given you access. As a matter of fact, if you're bold enough, just come boldly before my throne and have access to everything that I got. If I, am I talking to anybody in here that really knows that there is a way to approach God? He said, walk in lowliness. Now, now get this. Jesus, Jesus is our example. Somebody shout Jesus. Jesus. Somebody shout Jesus. Jesus. Somebody shout Jesus. Jesus. All right, I heard it that time. Uh, now, 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 Jesus is our example for everything. Jesus was raw. He would just show up. And let God work right through him. Sometimes he spoke. Sometimes he looked. Sometimes he just stood still and let people touch his garments. He, just awesome. Full of the spirit of God. So that we say, oh, well, that don't happen no more. Well, wait a minute. Why is it that then when Peter, they spent so much time praying and worshiping God, that when they came out of prayer and worship, that they walked by? And they weren't even trying, but their shadow, because they had spent so much time with God, that Psalms 91 came to life. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide in the shadow so that when Peter was walking, it wasn't really Peter's shadow. It was the shadow of the Spirit of God that was shadowing over the sick and healing of people. Is there anybody in here that's ready to let the Spirit of God be your guide? In order, in order for the Spirit of God to be your guide, you're going to have to learn how to walk. So Paul says, we got to come together because glory said so. And that was Jesus said, that's scripture, right? It's word. We got to come together. So we coming together. There's differences. Come here, Jane. We don't look alike. <laughs> Say something, Jane. We don't look alike. <laughs> we don't even sound alike. <laughs> Let me see your best move. <laughs> All right. We don't dance alike. But can we come together? And with our differences, God could get more glory because the one I couldn't reach because I didn't dance right. His dance might reach a few that my dance couldn't reach. 
and if you understand, coming together allows God to use his spirit to reach more people. And so we got to fight past what the enemy's trying. He's trying to divide because he, he, he thinks he's Alexander the Great. Said divide and conquer. He don't know that when it comes to unity, we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Because when we get unified, we get unified to the chief cornerstone who's holding us all together. And if Jesus holds us together, there's nothing that could take us apart. Shout Jesus! That's what needs to get back into the church. We need to let Jesus become the center of the church, the purpose of the church, the meaning of the church. Somebody shout Jesus! Jesus, 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 he, he walked right. He walked right up on the folks that was about to stone. Ah, uh, wait a minute. And he saw them about to stone. He said, let he who has no soon go ahead and blast. Ah. Uh, Nobody threw nothing. Uh, Jesus, when they questioned Jesus, Jesus began to write. That's the only time in scripture where I've seen the word writing word. There's something that you need to know about the word writing word. You have the word of God in you. When you begin to walk the word, you are writing a sermon that people can read. When you begin to, oh goodness, walk like Jesus, talk like Jesus, believe like Jesus, worship like Jesus, you have released people who are bound, who are bound. And so he says, walk with lowliness. Later on, esteem your brother higher than you. Wait, wait, wait. We have no problem esteeming people in other positions. Uh, But the word doesn't say that. It says esteem others. So it don't matter what other look like. They just need somebody to help them. Can you get as low as they are? See, that's the problem. The church want to go up all the time. Huh? Everybody want to go up. Oh, I just want to be raised up in Jesus. Let me tell you something. If you stand up right now, I guarantee you, you can reach down and touch the ground. Huh? You can reach down. So anything that's low, you can get them. Uh-huh. And so, when it, look, if you, if you go up too fast, you leave everything that's low because you can no longer reach down and get them. 
You got to see in the spirit realm. Don't be so quickly want to be promoted. You got to be, if you want a promotion, ask God to promote you down so that he can build you down so that when the winds come, it don't blow you over. Is there anybody in here that's ready to go down into the loneliness of living and say, God, use me however you want to use me? That trouble you got is so that you can reach somebody else. He allowed you to go down so that you can help others come up. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And while, while we see others down, we don't have the lowly spirit. And so the church has begun to point like the disciples. When the disciples were with Jesus, and the man was blind. They said, who sinned? They always wanted to find out whose fault it was. <laughs> and and we, we have allowed that spirit to break out in the church. But in the name of Jesus, I just want two of you to agree with me that that spirit is bound up and shall never be cut loose again. And that the unity of the church is in full blossom. That God is bringing his church together without spot or wrinkle. God is formulating the church. He, He is teaching us lowliness because we won't admit it that we're arrogant in some areas and we're prideful but Jesus king of kings and lord of lord never pointed his finger but in a direction for better shows up there was a whore at the well sleeping with other people's husband. He didn't tell her nothing except for, I have the living water for you. I'm about to change your life forever. Is there anybody in here that could just say, I don't care what went wrong. I have the love of God. And I'm going to pour it on you until change come. I'm on assignment. I'm going to be a dispenser. Here's my cup. I'm just going to flow. Here, get up under my cup. I'm going to pour my love all over you until you can't take no more of it until it takes you over. I'm here to love you. And if you got hell in you, I'm going to love the hell out of you. That's all I got. That's his spirit. He says you do it in love. In love. Now, now, he, he's saying all of this because he had a plan. And his plan was to unify his people. Do you know he, this plan broke out in the very beginning? And he was trying to get the people unified all through the Old Testament. And they wouldn't listen. So he said, Jesus, it's time for the master plan. He said, 
They can never do it by just listening. You ready, Jesus? Because the plan that you and I talked about, we're going to execute it. Wait a minute, Jesus. And I use my spiritual imagination. God, God, for real? It's time, son, son. It's time. You mean I got to go down there? As beautiful as I am in the spirit, and I got to wrap myself in flesh Thank you, Lord. that they think look good anyway. <sighs> and we get so focused on this stuff. This stuff is no good. Amen. Without the spirit, this ain't no good. He said, it's time. So he says, it's time, Jesus, let's go. So Mary, where are you? Uh, so he uses, he sends Jesus down because the master plan has been to go into effect because we could not be true believers without his spirit. So Jesus walks around showing us how to love. And then he cries and said, I don't want to do this anymore. Because he separated from the spirit for a moment, showing us that as much church as we get, sometimes stuff happens where our spirit separates and we focus on flesh. Yeah. And Jesus said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Jesus goes forward, goes onto the cross, gets beat. Gives up his life and says, it's finished. When that happened, the, listen, the disciples and the others followed and they were scared. Jesus came and breathed life in them. They all went to a place for 50 days to get those thoughts out of there. You, you, you get thoughts in your mind that are not right? I want to talk to the church that'll be real. Sometimes it takes getting next to somebody else that's thinking the right way. And if you're both thinking crazy, it just come into agreement and then all those thoughts go away. Jesus, they're waiting for 50 days and the day of Pentecost came and the spirit broke loose. And we all have now the spirit of God. And God gave me revelation. He said, when I get ready to unify my church in a way that it don't make sense, he said, I'll take a son and I'm going to hit him with pain. But the pain is not for him. The pain is for the glory of God. And when you understand that if God has allowed pain in your life, he is going to get some glory because God is going to bring forth unity in the church through your pain. Because when Jesus went through all that pain, unity broke out and the spirit of God went into every man and woman that was chosen and called by God. And because of that spirit, now you can walk right. Even though you fall, you can get up and walk right.
and know that you are the king's kid. Why? Because you have the spirit of the living God in you. Everybody rest of your feet. I got some more, but it's time to go.